Messi dances around, turns the corner, gets inside of him, cuts it back. Julian Alvarez, 3-0 Argentina. What a performance tonight. And welcome to episode 76 of the Clubhouse Convos podcast. My name is Evan Mullings, as all of you probably know. And I'm here with a lot of my friends in the R1 living room. It's been an honor to be here. And we're just here to talk some soccer and some sports. So, um, obviously the U.S. men's national team losing to the Netherlands. Um, I believe 3-1. to one. Tough loss, but... Um, Obviously, you love kind of where they got to that point. Um, obviously, some defensive breakdowns hurt them in that game. But um, ultimately, with you know the Pulisic goal in that other game against Iran and, and kind of the ability to get past the group stage, I think, was great. Um, I'm going to go over to my friend Jimbo. Uh, your, your thoughts on the U.S. performance and kind of how they played. All right. So I want to say, love to have you here, Evan. Thank you yeah. for coming, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think the U.S. national team making it to the knockout rounds is huge for the team in general. You know, um, we got a young team, a lot of good players in development currently. You know, they're not necessarily stars, but, you know, they're working their way up there. Um, so I think making it to that knockout round is huge for them. Builds maybe a little bit more confidence for when the World Cup comes to uh, the United States, Canada, and Mexico yeah. for the next one. Was there any player that stood out to you, kind of for the U.S. during their their run? Um, Serginho Dest. He was making some great defensive plays and pushing up field, being creative, passing that ball off to uh, to Tim Weah, and um, you know they they kind of switched out who was at striker at that time, yeah. but you know Tim Weah stayed off on that right with Serginho Dest for most of the games, and you know, I think those two. Uh, playing together in that spot, you know, really was yeah. really creative in that offensive role. I mean, I felt like personally in that game against um, the Netherlands, I thought the United States had a lot of good opportunities, right? Um, Absolutely. I thought they had a lot of great chances to score. Um, you know, and the Netherlands goaltender was up to the task. And again, those defensive breakdowns really hurt the United States. I'm going to turn over to my friend Mitch Gagnon. And, and Mitch, I know you watched a lot of the men's soccer team. Uh, throughout the tournament, I mean, what were your thoughts and like, should we di- be disappointed as fans or, or kind of how should we be feeling as uh, fans of the United States men's national team? Yeah, I mean, I think that really depends on the expectation you had for them going into the tournament. Um, if you expected them to, you know, bang two to three goals a game, you're a loser and you're dumb. Uh, <laughs> can I curse on this or no? Yeah, go for it. Oh, <laughs> sick. Okay, so if you expect them to score two to three goals a game. Like, you're wild. That's not going to happen. They have no number nine. Right. You know, they stink. So I think for the team they had at the age they are with the lack of veteran, you know, presence on that team, um, I think they did great. You know, they didn't lose to England. 
They beat right. Iran. They should have beat Wales, but Walker Zimmerman sucks, so that's fine. Yeah. Um, I think standout of the team, honestly, for the tournament was Tyler Adams. Um, the captain. Facts. Yeah, Tyler Adams put in a performance for you know, everyone to watch. He pocketed every single team they played in the group stage, including yeah. England. Fuck England. Uh, Lizzie's <laughs> in the box. Good, good night. Um, I'm sorry if that offends anyone. I don't mean it that way. It's just a joke. Uh, no, I think the team played great. Um, I think it's a lot to build off of, considering their age. Um, and I think if they figure out that number nine position, maybe it's Tim Weah sliding in the middle instead of on the wing. Uh, maybe it's someone we don't even know yet. You know, maybe it's Ricardo Pepe while he's playing in Augsburg. Maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe Josh Sargent gets better with his time at Norwich. Um, maybe it's you know maybe it's a guy we don't even know. Maybe Jesus Ferreira becomes more of a nine rather than a center forward who kind of drops in. Yeah. Um, I think it all depends on that, but it's definitely moving in the right direction. Would you? Would a real quick follow up? Would you expect a lot of the same guys that played for the U.S. men's national team this year to return four years down the road? I think I would expect everybody to return except our two center backs. I don't think we see Walker Zimmerman or Tim Ream in 2026 at all. I think we see Chris Richards, who plays for Crystal Palace currently. Mm-hmm. Um, he's young, he's quick. I think once he learns how to defend in the Prem, he'll be invaluable to, to the team and to everybody. Um, and then for the other center back, uh, I don't know, it could be, it could be anyone, honestly. I'm going to turn to Axel Barreto, my good friend. Um, I know you watched a lot of the tournament. Um, you know, obviously a big fan of Mexico. So I want to get your thoughts on the U.S. men's national team and Mexico, of course, and kind of yeah. where we stand uh, at, at this point, right, with you know France and Argentina seeing clear paths, right, to, to advance here where we are today. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on the tournament yeah. and then also kind of Mexico's performance and then the United States. Yeah, so I mean, I think this World Cup, I mean, in general, I think we've seen in, in the scores that have happened and also just, I mean, if you take a look at Morocco being in the semifinals, yeah. this World Cup has been really won for the ages in terms of, you know, unexpected results happening, right? Um, you know, teams that you wouldn't expect to win just kind of getting to where they're at now. Yeah. Um, and teams that you wouldn't expect to go far having an early exit you know you look at spain you look at uh, you know you look at germany right uh i mean you brazil look, you know, going brazil down going away yeah. like all these different teams that you would expect to you know really make it portugal with ronaldo and his last dance right like yeah. you expected a lot of these teams to go far and uh you know the underdog really won it and i mean like like you mentioned looking at mexico i you know it's disappointing you know this is the first yeah. time in, in 44 years that mexico leaves the world cup in the group stages the last world cup was 1978 so when you look at that, um, and you have such a long record like that, and you kind of throw it away, you know, with this opportunity, it's, it's kind of sad, it's kind of hurtful, uh, you know, just as a fan, more so than as a player or anything like that. Um, you know, following the, the exit of the Mexican national team, you saw that the head coach was, you know, they parted ways. Mm. And um, I think that was the right decision. I think it's a decision that was made too late. Yeah. I think it should have made prior to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. really bring in new management uh, and, you know, new experience. I mean, if you look at Mexico in the Youth World Cups, I mean, they've won it like two or three times in the last 
dec you know, the last 15, 20 years. They've won it two or three times. Like Mexico has good young players. But the issue with the Mexican national team is that the corruption with the federation is that they want to make money. Mm -hmm. So the only way to make money is by keep bringing in the old stars yeah. who won't even play. Right? You saw Jimenez, he had a poor performance, he fractured his skull you know, a few seasons yeah. ago, and he still really, really hasn't regained his level since. And um, the young players who you would expect to get some experience and some playing time really didn't. Um, and it goes all the way from the top, you know, the top board of directors to, to, the, to the coach. Um, so you know, the whole team really means mm -hmm. a new layout. And I'm sure they're going to be in that process of rebuilding for the next World Cup. I mean, you know, you have it coming in here to the, you know, to the North American area for the next World Cup. So they're going to want to be, you know, putting on a good show for home fans. So I guess we'll yeah. see how that goes. Um, I mean, looking at the U.S. national team, I mean, really, I mean, it was interesting, you know. I didn't really follow them too much, but, I mean, taking a look at them, you would expect, I expect them to go to where they got, to the knockout stages. That's really where I thought they were going to go. Um... I do think after watching a couple of their games, you know, just kind of here and there and seeing their players, I do think that they could have beaten the Netherlands, honestly. I honestly did think that they would. But it, it, turned, it turned out to be, uh, you know, I had more faith in them than I guess a lot of other people did. Um, I just saw the potential in a lot of the young players, you know, how yeah. much, you know, how much said Tyler Adams, I mean, great tournament from the guy. You know, this really got him that global recognition that, you know, a lot of players tend to get during the World Cup. Yeah. Um, you know, all other, other players, you know, Pulisic, you know, you know, getting injured after that little hit that he got after the goal, coming back and still playing the game, you know, shows a lot of consistency, shows a lot of, you know, passion for the game, um, and, you know, potential. I think that's kind of the biggest word that the U.S. team can kind of take away from this World Cup. Uh, you know, they have the potential to really grow a lot of these players. You know, they, they're getting out there. Those players are really playing in those big European teams now, getting that experience abroad. So, you know, it won't be as foreign when they do play those teams in the World Cup or in different tournaments and things like that. So they're really getting that experience. Um, you know, so I guess we'll see how that, that kind of turns out for, for the U.S. national team. But I think they have lots to look forward to. Um, you know, and I guess we'll see how the semifinal season in the World Cup goes. So, two follow-up questions. First one, as far as the next World Cup goes, I'm going to go around from my panel here. Um, yes or no, does Gillette Stadium host a World Cup game? Mitch, yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think they Actually, do. Yeah. I, think they do. I agree with you. I think Gillette Stadium's going to get a game, and uh, if they do, I'm absolutely going to that game. Um, my last follow-up question is: Can I get a champion from each of you? Um, I'm going to go Argentina. Um, I think Messi's on this improbable run right now, and I think we're at the path where right Argentina and, and France are really going to go far in this. Um, so I'm going to say Argentina. Mitch, who, who's going to be the champion here in Qatar? I want it to be Messi and Argentina very, very badly, but France will win. You know, I mean. How come? Can you give me some reasons? One, two words. Kylian Mbappe. He's, he's pretty he's damn nuts. good. <laughs> he's nuts. Like, yeah. he's literally yeah. a cheat On code. the same level as Messi Ronaldo. You know, goals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think Morocco give France a tougher game than people give them credit for, but France are going to repeat. Mbappe's going to have two World Cups at 23, and I'm going to cry. So, yeah. Jimbo, what you got? Um, I'm, I'm saying the same answer as Mitch. Uh, as a Frenchman myself, you know, I take pride in the French national Ooh. team and just, uh, you know, the depth that the squad has. I mean, at wingers, you got Mbappe, Dembele, Coleman, Diaby. So many fantastic players who are relatively young. You know, it's it's hard to to see them not repeat, and if they don't repeat, they'll definitely make I think the final four 
in the next World Cup. You know, they're just so deep, so many great yeah. young players. Um, so I'm going with France. Axel, who are you going with? You know, it's interesting. I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days. Uh, I mean, we watched the end of the Argentina-Netherlands yeah, game exactly. and, and, at D-Hop, and, you know, for I will quickly shout out the Netherlands for tying that game up. Yeah. Um, in the 100th minute, uh, again, at the buzzer, essentially, able to tie that game up. I mean, that was a great finish, but, again, Argentina too much in the penalty kicks. Um, who you got? You know, I do think it's going to be an Argentina France final. Um, you know, I do think Croatia is 100% going to give Argentina a run for its money. I mean, you saw the last World Cup, right? The, you know, the goal from Modric and the mistake from the keeper as well in that game. That cost them really that, you know, that game to the Argentina national team. But I do think that they make it past Croatia this time. I think that they just have that hunger right now, that desire. And they have that motivation to kind of go in and just win. Um, and I do think that, as Mitch said, Morocco will give France a tough game uh, because they do deserve that respect. They've had that performance the entire time. Um, but I think, I mean, if you take a look at the French national team, right, you know how many key players are missing. They're missing N'Golo Kante, you know, Karim Benzema, all those players, Pogba's out. Um, I mean, and the fact that French, like the France has made such like a big performance with the World Cup with all of these big players, is huge. So, so, you know, I think they're going to beat Morocco. Um, and if I had to choose one, I think France wins it. Uh, you know, a huge part of me wants Messi and the Argentina national team to win, mainly just because of my saving he was my favorite player growing up. Um, but I mean, if you take a look at, you know, player against player on both squads, I just think France had the upper edge. Um, and I think they also have that experience. Um, you know, a lot of those French players that are on there right now were in the last World Cup as well. Yeah. So they understand the pressures, they know how to deal with it. Uh, this Argentina team is completely new. Um, I mean, I saw this, you know, I saw a post on social media the other day talking about the difference in the Argentinian national team. They're starting lineup for Croatia now uh, in comparison to last World Cups. So, I mean, it's a huge change. So, you know, the biggest thing for those players would be lack of experience and seeing if they can handle, handle that pressure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this Croatia-Argentina game is going to be one to watch, in my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but that Croatia national team, they got some... They got a good mix of young stars and some vets like Luka Modric, you know, Marcelo uh, Rozovic. I think all those guys are going to be really key in this next game. And I wouldn't be surprised if it goes into extra time and, yeah. you know, maybe Croatia pulls it off, make another World Cup yep. or World Cup final. No. Yeah, I mean, definitely don't sleep on Croatia. I mean, I think we got some really good matchups here. And again, I mean, the clear-cut favorites, right, are Argentina and France. But who knows what we're going to get. Again, if this tournament symbolizes anything, it's that, you know, any match, any team can win. So I think we're going to get some really good games here down the stretch. And, um, again, you heard it here first. I mean, three, three of us guys think France is going to win. So, I mean, we'll see. It'll definitely be a finish for sure. Um, so again, you've been listening to episode 76 of the Clubhouse Convos podcast. Thanks to my three guests and my three panelists here today. It's been a pleasure. And again, watch these matches. And again, we'll see who prevails. Will it be France, Argentina? Or will we get an upset? We'll find out soon. Viva la France. Put your tears away. No fear today. You can drive off towards that summertime sunset. What you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the beat
regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who would say